Blog Talk Radio. Fourpersons.com. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. Well, happy Saturday, everybody, and welcome to the Four Persons. You have to admit, Richard, we have some of the coolest intro music. You have to admit that, right? Absolutely, we do. That's a that's a licensed music, by the way. In case people, I, it's just one of the things I want to point out: the links that we go to here to be excellent. We have licensed music that we pay for in order to be able to use exclusively on this show. It's just one of the things that we do for you guys to try to bring you the best possible show that we can bring you without stealing other people's content. I mean, we we could go and lift some song off the top 40 radio, but that's not really the right thing to do, is it, Richard? It is not. So... We got so much stuff, you know, speaking of songs, there was a song that came out in the 80s called uh, The Future's So Bright, I Gotta Wear Shades. (laughs) That's almost, that's almost where we're at Uh, in the four persons. Yeah. We got so much stuff coming at us right now and so much stuff going on, so much good news. It's just, uh, it's, it's difficult to keep up. Uh, Let's start with Lisa Marie Nicole. She was just featured in a Florida newspaper again. Uh, for her show, Rockin' for God on the Four Persons Network. So congratulations on that. And tonight, she's up for some music awards. She's been invited to an awards program uh, where they'll announce the winners in a number of categories that she's been nominated in. We voted on some of those. So, Lisa, I want to wish you the best of luck. I hope you bring a whole trophy case worth home tonight. Oh, yeah. And I want to see pictures of them in the morning. Yep. And last but not least, with regard to Lisa Marie Nicole, uh, coming up on January 6th, her guest is none other than Mike Aquilina on The Epiphany. She's got Mike Aquilina on her show. So just everything is coming up roses for Lisa Marie Nicole. And she deserves it. She works hard. She does. She does. Uh, how about Terry Dill? He's got a he's got a show just outside of the top ten. It's at number eleven. We want all you guys to go in there and click that show along. Get it, get that into the top ten. 
give us our 13th top 10 of uh, 2023. Listen to it twice. Listen to it twice, guys. It's that good. Yeah. The the thing is, uh, if you listen to it twice, it only counts once. It records the it records the IPs. So uh, there are other other stations on this network that try that that try that trick to boost their ratings up. But uh, yeah, and then and let's talk about Ken Litchfield. Ken Litchfield uh, was recently again on Gary Machuto's show, which congratulations on that. Uh, but then he's he was on Catholic Answers. Did you see that? Did you see the video? I did. I saw the video. He 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 appointed himself very well. Except that I will have to I will have to jibe him a little bit because of the two questions that he missed. I had one of the two of them correct. So I, I just got to rub him a little bit on that. <laughs> but congratulations! Don't rub him the wrong way. <laughs> Congratulations, Ken, for getting on Catholic Cap- Answers and uh, and plugging us the whole time. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. Um, recently, William Hemsworth was on EWTN and he gave us a plug too. So, um, I've not heard that one yet, though. Yes, well, I'll, I'll dig it up and, and show it to you. Sorry, folks, I got the hiccups for some reason. Last thing I want to say on the daily update is for everybody to be sure and tune in tomorrow at 11 a.m. We've got Tony Rock calling in from Bethlehem, from the Shepherd's Field in Bethlehem. And uh, that's really all I got. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Richard, but I don't want to turn it over to you until I let everyone know. Um, what an asset you are to this apostolate and how much we appreciate everything that you do. Well, thank you. I do it all for the glory of God. Amen. And now on with our devotions for today and Richard Pettis. Welcome to the Four Persons Network. Join us at this hour of mercy for the chaplet of divine mercy for the intentions of the holy souls in purgatory and to rid the world of the scourge of abortion. The intro is by Donna Corey Gibson, copied from the YouTube channel Super School. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. Trust 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. St. Faustina, pray for us. Jesus, we trust in you. And friends, I would like to ask you to join me in praying a Hail Mary for the son of Deacon Fred Williamson, one of the deacons at my parish, uh, who died last night. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. As St. James and Gadsden, we are blessed with having a very holy priest and two awesome, awesome, awesome deacons. Now, before we delve into the saint of the day, which is St. Juan Diego, let's go ahead and pray the St. Andrew Christmas Novena so that we don't run out of time. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, 
and of his blessed mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in the piercing in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear our prayers and grant our desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed Mother. Amen. Now, as I mentioned, the saint of the day is St. Juan Diego. You may recognize him as the seer of the Virgin of Guadalupe, and he was, but he was so much more. Juan Diego was an Africa-born Mexican, meaning he was born in what we call Mexico today. At birth, his name was Juan and I have no idea how to pronounce that, and if I mispronounced it, I'm sorry. He was born in the year 1474. We don't know the day. Juan was very young when his father died, and like so many other saints, was sent to live with his uncle, or with an uncle after the death of his dad. With his uncle, Juan was given the classical upbringing of the Aztec pagan religion of the region. Even as a child, Juan showed some signs of being a mystic of sorts. In 1524, a group of 12 Franciscans arrived in the area of where Juan was living and born and all that. He was among the very first to convert to the Catholic faith, and he was baptized in the region. 
and one of the first baptized in the region, or and be baptized in the region. That's what I meant. I'm reading from my blog from this morning because I don't know all of this so well. He was well known for his love of the Blessed Mary and respect for his local ordinary, Bishop Juan de Zumarago. Zumagorogo. Juan was also known to travel long distances in order to receive religious instruction in his deeply held Catholic faith. Juan's life was about to change radically when, on December 9, 1531, Juan was on his way to church to participate in Mass for the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. He was running late, so he was on a hurry, in a hurry. On his way, he was stopped by a beautiful and radiant woman who introduced herself to Juan in his native tongue, saying that she was the ever-perfect Holy Mary who has the honor to be the mother of the true God. Our Lady told Juan that she wanted a chapel built in her honor on Tepeyac Hill, the site of a former pagan shrine. Juan was to tell his bishop about this. And so when he approached Bishop Zumarogo, he was told to give the bishop time to reflect on all of this, which was clearly very shocking. I know if I were his bishop, I would have been shocked and surprised. I mean, Mary arriving, appearing in, in, in a dirt poor area of Mexico. So Juan headed home, and that same day he encountered the beautiful and radiant lady again. He told her of his failure of his assigned mission and told her that he wasn't so important and and that maybe someone else would have to do it. But she insisted that he was the man for the job. On the next day, Juan went again to Bishop Zumarogo and repeated his request from the previous day. This time, the bishop asked for proof that the lady was, in fact, the Blessed Virgin Mary. After leaving the bishop, Juan went straight to see the lady on Tepeyac Hill and told her what the bishop had said. She told him that she would provide her proof on the very next day. She instructed Juan to return then for the proof to take to the bishop. However, on the next day, Juan's uncle was sick, maybe the enemy at work. Juan was very devoted to his uncle because this man had raised him. Um, and Juan loved him as a son loves, loves a father. Juan stayed home to take care of his uncle. This was December 11, 1531. The next day, Juan took a different route to town to find a priest for his uncle because he did not want to encounter the Blessed Virgin Mary. He was embarrassed for having failed to come to her the day before. However, even on his different route, Juan encountered the beautiful and radiant lady. She asked him what was wrong, and he explained that his uncle was sick and that he needed to get a priest for his uncle. He promised to return to her after he found a priest. Our Lady then said to him, No estoy yo aquí que soy tu madre. Am I not here, I who am your mother? At this point, she told Juan that his uncle would recover, 
And, in fact, his uncle did recover. Then Our Lady asked Juan to walk up the hill and collect the flowers at the top of the hill and put them in his tilma, which is similar to a cloak. And uh, he did. So uh, he took the flowers to her, and she arranged them the way that she wanted them. Then she sent him to Bishop de Zumarago. Juan returned to Our Lady. Oh, I've already said that. Juan returned to the bishop and opened his tilma where the roses fell out. Now, it's important to know that these roses were not just any kind of roses. They were Castilian roses, which grew only in Spain. They were also the bishop's favorite roses. But when Juan got to the bishop, uh, the bishop was faced not only with the roses, but with an image of Our Lady on Juan Diego's tilma. When Juan returned home, he found his uncle cured and discovered that he, too, had had a vision of Our Lady, and she told him that she wanted the name Guadalupe to be part of her name. Now, I've been told that maybe the uncle misunderstood and what she wanted to be, uh, her name was Coatalupe, which is roughly the pronunciation, and this comes from my brother and friend John Benko. John doesn't make stuff up. And (coughs) what it means is she who crushes the head of the serpent, which would very much be Mary because she has and will crush the head of the serpent. For a time, Bishop de Zumarogo kept the tilma in in his private chapel. However, when the church on Tepeyac Hill opened the next year, He put it there on permanent display, and that church is now a basilica, the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Afterwards, Juan moved to a small hermitage on Tepeyac Hill and lived out his life of work and prayer there. He died on December 9, 1548, which was 17 years to the day after the first apparition. He was beatified on May 6, 1990 by Pope St. John Paul II and canonized on July 31, 2002, also by Pope St. John Paul II. So there we have it, and we made it with plenty of time to spare. So we're going to talk for a minute about Our Lady of Guadalupe. Her feast is coming up on Tuesday. Although my parish, and I assume a lot of parishes, are celebrating her feast day tomorrow, which is December 10th, Um, we've got a bilingual mass at 11 o'clock at a place called 210 on the Tracks in Gadsden, 
and then a big party for Our Lady of Guadalupe. And so we'll go from there. Um, So what did we do today? Well, we prayed the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. And we did this to end the scourge of abortion. And for another reason that I cannot remember right now, but when I approached John with this idea, it was to end the scourge of abortion. Um, And that might be John telling me what it was. No, it's not. Um, I'll have to listen to the intro tomorrow. So we prayed the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Then we prayed St. Andrew's Christmas Novena. And we prayed that 15 times, just as we're supposed to. And then we talked about the saint of the day, which is St. Juan uh, Diego, or San Juan Diego, as he's known in his native tongue. And if you go to my blog, there is actually what I believe is a picture of his tilde, which I found, interestingly enough, on Reddit this morning. I googled uh, for for an image of the cloak of San Juan Diego, and this is what I found. It's certainly a beautiful image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and it's framed, and it looks like it could be in a church, so I'm guessing, and it looks like it's high above. Now, one thing of interest, In the early 1900s, revolutionaries in Mexico tried to destroy the image by setting off a bomb in the basilica. Windows were destroyed. The doors were, were destroyed. There was significant damage done to the church. But the glass in front of the tilma was not damaged a bit, not even cracked or scratched. If that doesn't tell you that the appearance of the Virgin of Guadalupe is real, ain't nothing going to tell you because there's no way that that glass should not have at least been scratched. And it wasn't. By the way, I've had to contend a lot of this uh, episode with my cat, who wanted to play with my rosary as we were praying. And so I had to hold my arms way up and and keep moving my arms out of her reach because she would find a different way to get there. And then she started making mittens on my bare leg because I'm wearing shorts because we're in Alabama and it's 68 degrees outside. So anyway, um, that's my story. I'm sticking with it. Uh, Ken Litchfield, if you're listening, I'm very proud of you for being on the Catholic Answers show and also for being on Crespa in the Afternoon uh, with Gary Machuda. Lisa, I'm proud of you for being written up twice in local newspapers down there in Florida. 
Your show is a great show, and I enjoy it, and I enjoy your singing, and I enjoy all of your music. And by the way, friends, after the first of the year, we're going to have Lisa on with her guitar to sing the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. So that's going to be an expanded show. And after the first of the year, we're going to start praying the Three Hail Marys Novena. Now, we'll probably only pray it for nine days. But it's actually, it can actually be prayed as a perpetual novena. And I'll post something about it in the next few days uh, on the blog, which is at thefourpersons.net, not .com, .net, the number four persons.net. So please go check out our blog. There, there are plenty of posts, and I usually try to put something up about the saint of the day most days, um, although I may not put up posts on Sundays just because, you know, I go to two masses on Sunday, I, I most Sundays. I usher at our early 8 o'clock mass, and then I sing in the choir at our 1030 mass. So I'm pulling double duty, but I love it, and it's just one, may, one more way to serve God and... Um, you guys should know, as a Knight of Columbus, I love serving God. God is what it's about, folks. And uh, is who it's about, not what. God's not a what. God is a who. Because God is our Father. Speaking of which, let's pray the Our Father together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And let's say one more Hail Mary for Deacon Fred Williamson's son. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I don't know if you found this show, Deacon Fred. Maybe Deacon Robert has introduced you to it if he's even listened. But if you happen to listen, just know that we love you, man, and, and we're here for you. Our prayers are with you always. And so, friends, with that, we're going to end the show today, and I will see you tomorrow at 3.30 Eastern. I love you all.